and welcome to this week's episode from A Lancashire Lass. Joining me today is Caroline McCall from CM Creatives, a small business selling handmade creations. Hi Caroline, how are you today? Hi Lucy, I'm great, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thanks, I'm good. So Caroline is one of mum's good friends who we know from church, who is so, so, so creative and she set up this business. So for all my listeners out there, why don't you sort of chat about how you decided to set up the business and things like that? Well, I suppose I've always been creative ever since I was little Um, and I did do a degree in art and design alongside my teaching. Um, When I was teaching, I was an art coordinator in the school that I was in. So I did that for about 13 years. So I I absolutely love art. Um, And then when I gave up teaching, I had a bit of free time on my hands and the children had grown up. So I then decided to just potter around and do a little bit of crafting myself. So I started really with jewellery making. Um, I've been on a a little course, uh, just sort of beading and um, learning how to thread and attach bindings and things. Um, and I really enjoyed that. And so for the last maybe five or six years, I've done a sort of craft fairs coming up to Christmas, making my own jewellery. Um, and then I also started doing sort of Christmas decorations and things. So I've got into wood burning. So I can write people's names on, on uh, wooden discs and, um, and do um, sort of art um, images and things like that. So sort of personalise them. And then um, over the summer, uh, this summer, I got into resin because it was all over um, social media. People were making these little resin uh, key rings and that. And I thought, oh, that looks like a really interesting thing to do. So I sort of um, had a little look at how to, how to do it and just potted around. And it's, it was a lot of um, practice and makes perfect sort of thing. And, you know, trying to sort of um, work out what the best way to do and what you can put in resin because you can put pretty much anything in it but you've got to just manage how you do that um so I enjoyed doing that and then um because I've done all this crafting and done craft or done craft fairs at Christmas times um I thought this year gosh it's not going to be any because of lockdown and um shops not being open and pubs not being open because I used to uh, run one in the local pub um, and just leave my my gifts there um, so I thought, well, what, how am I going to do it this year? Um, so my daughter said, well, why don't you set up an Instagram uh, shop? Um, one of her friends had done the same and um, had been really successful. So I thought, oh, I could do that. You know, so I started making some resin uh, coasters and tea, tea stands and uh, resin hearts and still did some jewellery um, and some of the wood burning things and just put them up in a it's been really successful. I've done really well over this time. So I'm now um, sort of moving into the new year thinking, well, I'm going to do it as a more permanent thing rather than just yeah. at Christmas time. Yeah, and I guess having that Instagram profile sort of gets gets your business out there as well. And also we can see what you're doing from like the comfort of our homes. And I know that you've got like a... Um, like on your Instagram, you highlight you've got a behind the scenes sort of thing, so you can sort of see how you make things. But in terms of yeah. the, how do you 
go about making it like what do you do I know for Christmas you had to get a, a like a ventilator mask thing so it's safer so do you want to explain yeah. what you do? yeah and um, well when I first started the resin I, I was look, basically looking on YouTube and things like that and uh, and I'd started and I was working in the garden with it and I just came across a YouTube clip about this lady who'd been really poorly really sick um, and there had been no warnings on anything that I bought, the resin that I bought, um, or, or, although that, you know, they say you should use it in a ventilated area. So I've been doing it in the garden. Anyway, this lady had said that she got really, really poorly, had pneumonia, and there was a lot of um, sort of, uh, sort of, the resin, when it's, when it's combined together, because you put two resins together, you put a hardener and, a, and the resin together to create this, um, so it hardens. And um, that creates the fumes, but the fumes, they don't smell. So you're not aware that they're there. Um, and then I went and looked into it a little bit more and discovered that it can be actually quite dangerous. Um, so I then decided, well, I'm not only gonna, I'm only gonna do it outside. Um, and then I asked my husband for Christmas for this uh, respirator <laughs> um, so that I can now do it inside safely. Um, but I think it's um, important for people to know that, you know, you shouldn't be using resin unless you have got this re respirator or you're using it outside or in a very, very ventilated space because it can be very dangerous to your lungs. Yeah, and that's that's crazy in a way that none of those YouTube videos said anything about it. Like, yeah, that's important to sort of get out there. So when you're doing, you have, you have the mould because mm -hmm. I, over Christmas it was quite funny. So I got some coasters off Caroline that were the sort of blue um and they've got like starfish in them and like under the sea kind of themed and then I got mum a tea light candle which is like sparkly and glittery and I think neither of us knew we'd both spoke to Caroline for this <laughs> and on Christmas day we're like oh is that a CM creative and she's like yeah oh this one too <laughs> very good taste but um so how does it work? So you melt something and then you put it in a mould and how long does it take? Right, so, so basically, depending on how you, how you use it. Um, so for instance, the coasters that I made for you, Lucy, they are, um, there's, there's two levels to them. So the first level, um, you pour in just the clear uh, resin into a mould, into a circular mould. And then you add your seashells and your um, sand and anything else you want to put in. So if you imagine that's going to be the, um, the side that you'll, you'll see. So the bottom of it basically is gonna be the upside when it, when it comes out. Um, and then you can put in um, other colors as well if you want to swirl those in. And then you have to leave it for a day to cure. Um, so it, it has to be a day. And I'm, it's really, really frustrating that you've got to wait a whole day because you're so excited to see what it's gonna look like. But um, you then pour in something, and then for yours, I did a blue background. Yeah. So then you mix mica powder into the resin, um, and then you pour that on top. So that creates the background. Yeah. So then you've got the background. So you've got two levels. You've got the clear, the clear with the shells and things in the at the top, and then the blue on the back. And it, the exciting bit is when you demold it another day later. Because uh, you, you don't know exactly how it's gonna how it's gonna go. So every, um, everyone is sort of unique in the way. When yeah, it, yeah. So 
then when and you... that's that's something I do like to do is to, is to make things that are unique. Um, yeah. I don't like to do mass-produced things because um, somebody has, has asked me if, if I've got a catalogue, but it's a little bit difficult because I'd rather just show photographs of things I've made and get them to then tell me is is there something that they personally would like, yeah. and then I can produce something just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's good, and it's nice because everything sort of feels like it's made especially for you then. Yeah, yeah. When you're doing like the candle lights, how do you do that then? Because obviously you don't want it to be completely full. You need the space. Right, so you buy an actual mould that is, um, that has the, the gap, the ga- the, the, like the hole for the, the tea light is, is actually, it's upside down. So the hole for the tea light is sort of um, solid and then you pour in round the sides. So it then creates the, yeah, because I thought that was a bit odd when I first thought about it, but yeah. So you can buy bulk moulds for absolutely anything. It's crazy. <laughs> so how long? Like you can make massive sculptures out of it as well, like pyramids and things. Did you have like a resin Christmas tree in your house then this year? I didn't, but maybe next year. <laughs> yeah. I saw it TikTok that Shannon, who's your daughter, she don't made it all the creative things you had like on your Christmas tree and you had some I think you had like some resin things but then you had those wooden um like baubles so it's like a piece of wood yeah so how how do you do that so that's they're wood slices um that you just you can you can buy on in bulk um and then so, so I've got a pyrography tool which basically it's a little bit like a soldering iron but it's a more sort of um refined version of a soldering iron basically so and it has different tips on it and you can then um write it on wood with that um or you can there's other tips that are more sort of triangular shaped or star shaped and you can sort of print into it with the with the tool so that's 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 really relaxing i love doing that um and um and that's a bit of a practice makes perfect as well because the first few ones you do um, you need a really steady hand to do them, but as you as you get more used to it, it's it's you don't make as many mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say we went on a calligraphy course. Oh gosh, when was that? It must have been like October. Yeah. Nineteen. It was last year. Yeah. Twenty nineteen, wasn't it? Yeah, and I I remember like with the calligraphy, I'm not that patient, so I feel like I found it more difficult to get into like the flow. But I, it was very like therapeutic. So, do you find like doing a lot of these creations like a relaxing thing for you to do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it keeps me sane. <laughs> it really does. Yeah, I absolutely love being creative and being in my own space, yeah. having some music playing, and and just creating. And and I always say that you know, there's never really that many mistakes with when you do a piece of art because. You can always change it into something else. Yeah. Um, like when I was teaching, I always used to say that to the children. You know, a lot of children used to come to me and say, "You know, I'm no good at art." I'm so, and I said, "Well, art's very personalised, and you know, sometimes just mark making, um, you know, is is, a, is just a wonderful thing." And they used to make some wonderful things, even the really, really youngest of children. Um, and I always said, "You know, and if you make a mistake, we can always fix it." Yeah. And we always do. Um, and I always think. Or secondary school. Sorry? 
primary school or secondary school? Yeah, primary school. I taught, I taught sort of young ones and then up to year six. Oh, I'd have loved yeah. it was my art teacher. It would have been well fun. <laughs> um, have you ever done that? Is it called like lino printing where you get that? Because I did that. Yeah. And it looks so fun. I was trying to find someone on the internet before to try and buy some to do because it's fun how you sculpt it out and then print it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I did that when I was at uni and we did some lino printing. Um, and, and it's really good. And you can also do, um, do it with polystyrene sheets. That's like a basic version of it. So it's really good for children in schools and you get a similar sort of print from it as well. So. Have you found lockdown, well, we are in another lockdown now, but have you found yeah. that you've had more time to sort of do your creations and be more creative? Has it sort of helped you because you've been given that time? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Um, did, did an awful lot over the first lockdown. Yeah. Um, also, I was looking after my mum at that point as well. Um, so that kept, that kept me um, busy, but I could also sit with my mum while I did it as well. Um, so yeah, I, I did do a lot more. And, and also they gave me time to try out this resin before I, I set up my business yeah. so that I knew exactly what I was doing before. How long um, sort of get to grips with the resin it probably took me a couple of months yeah. just trial and error with things yeah yeah and it's it doesn't feel breakable like you no. know it's not it's not glass but it's not, not yeah it's very solid I, I you know you wouldn't break it I don't think if you dropped it and it's also the coasters are great because they're um completely washable um so yeah, absolutely. And you can sink, sink pretty much anything into it. So I've made some key rings as well, where I've put like little charm tools in for the men. So they were quite nice because it's quite, sometimes quite difficult to think of men presents. <laughs> um, so you can pretty much sink anything into it as long as it's not too thick. Um, Cause obviously you've, you've only got that sort of um, thickness of a coaster or, or a key ring. Yeah. But yeah. What other things do you, do then so you do the resin and the wooden so i do jewelry making as well um although that's been a bit on the back burner for the last few um few months um i didn't make too much jewelry over the over um lockdown and for my christmas um sales but um i'm thinking i'm going to try and get back into that um so i do earrings um and I do a little bit of wire sculpture. So some, some of my necklaces, I, I sort of just sculpt wire. Again, try and make something a little bit more unique so it, not everything's the same. Um, so yeah, so I've got quite a lot of craft material. In fact, I'm in the process of sorting out my craft room um, and I'm horrified by how much stuff I've got. <laughs> well, we, have, we have like a craft cupboard, but... I like that there's a whole room dedicated to it. Yeah. <laughs> do you um do you have any plans to sort of do any more? Add any more things to your collection? Yeah, I'm I'm not hundred percent sure. Um I'm I'm looking at some different resin things I can create. Um I did some a couple of bookmarks just for a customer who'd asked me to do them and that was a bit of a trial and error thing too but they came out really really well and I was really pleased with them so I'm going to start doing some of those um, and I'm going to look for 
Um, I did some tea and you know afternoon tea stands they were really pretty and I had a few orders for those um, but you can also make trays uh, sort of like tea trays um, so I'm, I'm going to look for a mold for that and, and maybe do some of those because I think they'd be really nice presents for people um, I don't know whether like they do oh what are they called you know like if you're having olives or like little nuts or something yeah like those tiny little balls, things like yeah. that. Yeah, that would be good. I might have a look at something like that, yeah. Yeah, and I think... And uh, you can sorry, go on. No, you're right. I say you can, can personalise it to people's colours and things and put golds and silvers sparkles in them and, um, and they're fully washable and what have you. So, yeah. And I think that's another good thing that because it's like a smallish business, it's often like the personalised thing. Like if you maybe like you said if you did a catalogue or if you went massive and then you had so like so many orders it'd be more difficult to personalize each one for yeah them. i'm guessing do you know quite a lot of the people who have ordered or or have some people not heard from you and just seen you on instagram no most of the people uh, i've known or i've known of through my daughter you know they've been her friends who've ordered um, I have had one uh, inquiry for some earrings off a lady who got a present from a friend. Um, so I'm hoping that that's, that might happen where I get word, through word of mouth and people who presented things to other people, they might come back to me for other things. Yeah. So. And did um, Shannon, obviously she did, was it mar marketing at uni? Yes. So she she is my little marketing manager. Yeah, I was going to say she's she's very good at her Instagram stories and things. So yeah, yeah, been helping with that. Yeah, it took us hours to sort out the photographs for Instagram because I kept sending because she was at university and I kept sending them over to her and she went, "No, mum, it's not arty enough. It's got to be it's got to be this and do it in portrait." do this one in landscape and I'm like oh really <laughs> and put something with it so it's like themed to it so yeah but I think we've got it we've cracked it now yeah no, and she, she also writes very similar posts to me so we're kind of on a on the right wavelength with each other now so she sometimes she'll write the posts and sometimes I write the posts yeah. um, but she's so much better at it than me well I was saying I went on a walk with her when it was allowed um, pre-lockdown and I was saying like if ever I've had a bad day I just look at her highlights on her story and just see how <laughs> they are and how aesthetically pleasing they are and just think oh the world's a good place again <laughs> yeah but, yeah. Um, yeah so have you any like tips or things if people are wanting to do craft at home you know with the lockdown that they've now got a lot of time on their hands mm -hmm. they could do with things at home to maybe keep, obviously, not the resin thing, because that's for Yeah, I mean, something like the resin, you need to really look into that. Um, and, and, and it is quite expensive if you do stuff with buying all, the, all the, um, the equipment that goes with it. Um, but it's a simple thing, especially um, with children. I mean, it depends, it depends if, it's, if it's to work with children, um, in lockdown, just paint and um, pattern and texture. So working with collage and things like that, um, and you can build up um, pictures and images with that. Um, there's 
weaving. I mean, I love weaving. Weaving is such a good thing. And you can do that really simply just with like a, a piece of card and a string and, and, and do that. Children love that. Um, and just use scraps, scraps of material, scraps of um, cotton and, and wool. And that's really effective. Um, when I was a child, then, I had a well, paper FX and every Christmas and birthdays, we'd always save all the paper and then you'd cut it up into the strips and then you'd, you'd yeah. weave it and then you'd use yeah. I used to have so many sort of paper coasters and just like paper weaved things everywhere. I've always been really creative like, like you, but um, just things like that are so fun. And also with creativity, I think it's important like that children are allowed to be a bit messy. Like paint is, is meant to go everywhere. Yeah. It's not meant, not on your carpet, but it's meant to be used and enjoyed in a sort of, creative environment not like a really clean sterile you know absolutely you've got to get you've got to get messy if you're going to do craft yeah. <laughs> absolutely or not um and i mean they do say um uh, the children that it, it those children who have been subjected to or subjected may maybe not the right word but who've been who've had the experience of art as a very young age their development and um, hand eye coordination development is, is far superior to those who, who don't get that sort of input early on in their in their, in the, in their early years yeah. so I think it's really important to work with children really really young children with messing with with paint and um, sculpting with clay and play-doh and things like that it's it's yeah. really good and it's a yeah. good alternative to just putting a child in front of like a screen it's absolutely and everything which is good and, and they love it well and you have to supervise them because you will get it all over your carpet and you will get it all over the walls but if you're there supervising it you've got good quality time with the children as well so yeah. i think that's really important yeah. yeah i like that um are there any sort of craft things that for adults maybe you know especially if they're sort of isolating on their own or a bit lonely anything that you think they could do that they might have around them yeah, I mean, uh, painting, I mean, you can buy really cheap acrylic paint. Acrylic paint's the best paint because you can use it uh, as a watercolour or you can use it um, really thick and, and sort of paste it onto to whatever you, you're painting on. So you can paint on really cheap, um, you know, these home and bargain sell um, really cheap paint and um, canvases. Have, have a go, you know. All you need is a red, a blue, um, a yellow, a black and a white, and you've, you can make all the other colours. And if you're not 100% sure how to make those colours, just have a try and have a play. And you'll be amazed at how much you, how many different shades of, of a colour you can make with just those um, sort of the three primaries in black and white. So, yeah, so that's the simplest thing. And then if you want to do... I mean, jewellery making is fantastic, but there has to be um, a public announcement that it can be very expensive as well <laughs> because you just get obsessed with, oh, I want this now and I want this now and I want these now. So, um, but you can do just basic making of earrings. All you need are two pliers, a round nose plier and a flat nose plier and a few little jump rings and the little uh, earring hooks. Um, and a few little uh, pins with a, a header pin and some beads and you can go and create earrings and that was really fun and really therapeutic to work on. Yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah. I really got yeah. into my 
cross stitch over lockdown. I bought, mm. I've been into it for years, but I, my mum bought me this thing where it was like, you send a photo off and then it comes back in a cross stitch print. So we, we did that and it came back and so we had all the different threads and it's a picture from when I swam with dolphins. So you can imagine it's all sort of oh, yes. whites and greens and greys. So I've started it, but it's absolutely massive. And I think I've done maybe like an eighth of it. Like, I wonder if I'll get it done at all like this year. I hoped, my, my aim is to get it done this year, but it's just, you, after you've spent so much time looking at it, your eyes feel a bit funny. So Yes. You see, I don't think I could do that because that requires incredible patience and accuracy. <laughs> and that is, I, my mum tried to teach me to sew and no, it never, never happened. <laughs> I, got, I got a sewing machine once for Christmas, like a kid's one. Um, and I just remember like having to rethread the spool. It's called the spool. Yes. And it would come out and I was like, why is it come out? And I remember sitting there at like age 10, crying my eyes out, furious at this sewing machine. Like, what are you doing? And I think yeah. I put it next to the bin. I was like, I mean, I kept it, but I was that cross with it. It's like, you're going to stand next to the bin. I'm furious. Yeah. And then it would, but once it was doing it, I enjoyed it. But it was the whole thread in the spool. Or sometimes when I'm threading the needle and I'm like, just go in. I don't want like, the, the, the drama of it not going in. Yeah, yeah. But, so frustrating. Yeah, I've always done loads of craft. My mum did loads with me when I was younger. She's very creative. Yeah, and that's where I got mine from, my mum, because she, she was a sewer and she made all her clothes and made all our clothes. Um, but I never got the sewing bug. I just got the sort of craft side of it and the, the art side of it. Have any of your children the craft? Um, well, Shannon is in her sort of in her imagination and in her the way she sees the world, I think, and how she photographs things, but and in her ideas for marketing. But I failed, I think with my children to instill the craft art um yeah no they're not <laughs> did um your mum make your wedding dress you know no she didn't she didn't make my wedding dress um I think it would have stressed her out way too much to have made it <laughs> yeah but yeah she's made a lot of clothes for me um even when I was a teenager, I remember her making me a dress once for New Year's Eve. And I think it must have taken her literally months to make this dress. We were well prepared, organised. And she it, it had like drapes over the front and it was boning in it. And, um, and I loved it. But I remember on the night, every time I went to go and dance, it kept falling down. So I had to keep watching it off. So I never wore it again. No. And I felt so bad. So I think she would have been so stressed to have made my wedding dress. Pass any of those sort of hand me downs to Shannon. When <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's good. And I guess also, I um, back to what people can do that's crafty, like just drawing. People can do a lot with like just a pencil and a piece of paper, can't they? Different shading. Absolutely. Yeah, shading. Um, yeah. Have a go at. Um, even like I used to with the children at school, I used to get them to draw around the hand and then fill the hand, fill the, the shape in with um, pattern, texture, use coloured crayons, you know, and do do a whole series of them. Yeah. Um, so little things like that. So mm -hmm. how long you said you were 13 years to teach 
Yeah, yeah, top 13 years. And then prior to that, you were doing art and design as well as mm -hmm. So what kind of things, what kind of level was that at? Like, so I got a degree in art and design um, alongside my teaching degree. It's called um, Qualified Teaching Status with Art and Design degree. Um, so I, what I did at uni was more printmaking. So I did lino printing, uh, collage printing. Um, and so I enjoyed that. And that was my specialism for my final, final year. But then we, we did a whole host of other things as well. Yeah. And um, sort of still live drawing and painting. And so, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I think ages ago, there was, um, I saw something on Facebook and it was saying like live drawings. That's when someone's like naked in front of you, isn't it? Yeah. And I remember, um, what was it? Miranda. Have you seen the episode with Miranda when she was like, when she's there? With yeah, I think I have actually, yeah. Oh, I love Miranda, she's hilarious. <laughs> like, the other day I was walking with my little cousin and I fell, it was like all frozen and then I f fell through the frozen like dip bit up until like my oh, no. I what I saw on Facebook was like people, like these live classes on Zoom, if people still wanted to do these live classes. Oh really? And, and I was thinking, like, how how would that work? Would they sort of do a close up of every part of the body so you've got a better view? Or I just I, th I thought I'd just giggle if if I was in a live drawing class, <laughs> I'd really giggle and, and that would yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so you have to get the giggles over and done with in the first five minutes, and then it just becomes a piece of art, and you kind of just get used to it. But what we used to do at uni, which really really was difficult, was they'd say to the to the model right okay stand in this in this position and literally they give you one minute to draw them in that position and then they'd make them move so that you had to quickly get sort of marks on on your page and then they'd move again and you'd have to get so you never actually would get a drawing of, of this person because you just couldn't do it but what they were trying to do was get you to free up and be a bit more um just look at the lines of the of the body shape and that and that, it was quite fun in the end when you got used to it, but it was quite stressful at the beginning. I know a lot of students that when I was at uni, they like to make money, they would they'd be life drawing models. And I was like, I Right, yeah. But, um, I don't think I could do that. <laughs> no, I don't know. Oh, no. But then when you look at it, like when you, with the shapes, like you said, like whatever you draw, even if you're not good at drawing, it's just all shapes. If you sort of figure out the perspective and sort of, that's a circle that's a bit of a square type thing you can get like you said like the, the shapes yeah absolutely yeah I mean my favorite thing that I used to do with the children at school which is, is great for adults to do as well um is look at some um like say Starry Night of Van Gogh yeah or um one of Cezanne's paintings um of his fruits and veg and we used to call it deconstruction. So basically what you do is you deconstruct the picture and just look at the shapes and the things and then maybe paint paint the picture again, but in a completely different way. So once you've deconstructed the, the shapes and things, you put colour then in those shapes and that. And that's really, that's really good to do. And then you, you've got a whole different um, abstract painting, but you've used a, a master painting. So it's quite a good thing to do. What's your favourite type of style 
of sort of paintings? Are you more into the um, art? Yeah, I'd say abstract probably. Um, I was very into um, sort of cubism and uh, which is Picasso. Yeah. Um, I quite liked him when I was at uni. Um, and then some of the um, Bauhaus um, Kurt Schwitters, uh, that was like collage um, type work. So I quite like that. But I think as I've got older, um, more impressionism, I think. I, I love I love Van Gogh and Degas and Matisse. Yeah, Matisse. Um, yeah. So what, what is impressionism? So impressionism is, um, it was sort of in the late 19th century. Um, so they started to realize that photography had become really popular and was able to give you the images that the artists used to sort of create. Mm -hmm. So art then transitioned and became a little bit more um, personal. So the artists would then use, give an impression of, of something rather than an accurate particular image of something. So for example, um, Monet's um, water lilies, which is an impressionist painter, he would just, you'd have that sort of fuzziness of the image. Um, and then he would do it in many, many different styles. He'd do the, exactly the same image, but in lots of different colors and shades and they'd work with the light. They love, they love doing um, pictures at different times of day to show how the light changed. Yeah. And then it would be an impression of, of how they thought it would look. It looked as well as. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Who's your favourite sort of artist then? That's probably yeah. a really tough question. I am. Um, that, that is a really tough question. Um, I think Van Gogh, I think I'd say. Uh, he's quite a common one to, for people to say, but I quite liked how versatile he was because he was an extremely, extremely well um, gifted uh, drawer. Um, but also he had, he moved from um, sort of very um, pretty impressionist pictures right through to quite strong movie and sort of the abstract. Quite like how he did that in his life. He did that painting of himself. What, what is that called? When they... Yeah, uh, I don't know the name. It's, it's a self-portrait, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I was saying... The one with his ear in a bandage. Because he cut yeah. his ear off. Yeah. Is it him who cut it off? Sorry? Is it him who cut his ear off? Yeah. Because he was frustrated. Really? Oh. Yeah. All those archetypes, we have strange, strange ideas. One side of your ear. Have you chopped your ear off? When we went to Oz, all the scream. You know, I don't know who that's by. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, and the, monk. the security guard behind me, and I must have been about 12, bit older. And I'm there like copying it to the painting. The security guard in the background of the sofa is just really like laughing. But um, have you seen <laughs> Mona Lisa? Have you ever seen that? Yeah, I've seen the Mona Lisa. She was a, a, a big disappointment because she was quite small. You um, always imagine it to be a big painting and it was just tiny. Yeah. Yeah. Do you agree with the fundamental statement that anything can be art? Um, to a certain extent, yeah. Because yeah. I think sometimes these, like Tracy Emmett's Unmade Bed. I was about um, to 
don't, I don't. I think perhaps I wouldn't agree that the actual image is art, but I would agree maybe the idea is art, if you see what I mean. Yeah. She um, came up, it was an arty idea, but I don't think it's, <laughs> and I don't think art has to be pretty. No, it won an award that day, didn't it, Tracy Simmonsford? Yeah, it got, yeah. Um, I'm not sure if it was the Turner Prize, but it was some award, yeah. What, there's an artist, and it's a man, I can't remember, he's very modern. Um, he would, I don't, what is he called? He's a bit, is he, he's the one, and he's, he's got like a cow, and he's cut it in half. Oh, is it Damien Hirst? That's it, Damien Hirst. Yeah, Damien. yeah. Which is another interesting sort of take on art. Yeah. But it's like when we went, we went to an art exhibition and someone had just put like a piece of nail, a nail varnish bottle on the table and that was art. And I'm thinking like, this person's making millions off that. Why can't I do that? Yeah. Yeah. I think there has to be some sort of thought gone into it really than rather than a bottle of, yeah. Cause anyone can do that in their house, can't they? I mean, my house has got also, it's got a hero's um, box over there. Is that art? Sitting yeah. on the table. A few wrappers on the side. Yeah. <laughs> well, the wrappers are also good for collages. Back to yeah, they are. Absolutely. Yeah. You so can find lots of things to do art with. Yeah, all over the show. Even outside, like if people are going on their daily exercise, they can just do mm -hmm. things and then do that I think it's important to have glue dots or like double-sided sticky tape I feel like that's something that you need if you do yeah things like that um but yeah slightly digressed from your business but really interesting it's absolutely fine we're still talking art um so how can people just to sort of summarize how can people contact you or order from you if they've heard what you do and fancy having a look or buying something mm -hmm. Okay, so the easiest way to is to go on my Instagram, which is cm underscore creatives, um, and they can message me via that. Um, they can also get me on my email. Shall I give that out? If you want. It's Caroline J McCall at iCloud.com. So it's quite a simple one. So Caroline J McCall at iCloud.com. So they can message me. Uh, that way too so and I also have a Facebook page uh, Caroline McCall as well so they can have a look at me on there as well and there's a link to, to my Facebook account which is also CM underscore creatives but I don't tend to I tend to be more on Instagram with that rather than Facebook just find it so it's easier to, to do yeah definitely well thank you very much for coming on today really enjoyed chatting oh, thank you for having me For more information and to get in touch with Caroline, find her on Instagram on cm underscore creatives or on Facebook or via her email which she gave out earlier. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. To keep up to date with all things from a Lancashire Lass, follow on Facebook and Instagram at from a Lancashire Lass. So tune in every Friday to a new episode straight from a Lancashire lass.